Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a returning guest for you today. He came in with his brother, I think it was last, maybe June or July, to talk about his new concept, but it's evolved so much since then, and so many things have changed, so much exciting stuff is happening. I had to have him back on. This is Colin Atkinson. He is the owner of the Moots Pizza Truck. Colin, welcome back to the show. Hello, Dan. How's it going? It's going great, especially now that we get to talk about pizza at 9 in the morning, which probably means I'm going to be really hungry in like 20 minutes, which is just awesome. I might not be as witty, so. (laughs) (laughs) You you will do just fine, I guarantee that. (laughs) So, obviously, we've recorded an episode already, but just in case anyone, you know, didn't listen to that or we have new listeners who would like an introduction to Moots, I just want to kind of lay out the red carpet for you, and can you just kind of describe to the listeners what the concept of Moots is and what makes it different, really, in my opinion, different than any other pizza offering in Omaha. Yeah, so I think with Moots, it's like, you know, the the force behind it is is passion. And I think what makes it special is, you know, it is just like one guy in a van, you know, and, uh, and I'm the, the driving force of it. And uh, I think... You know, with pizza, especially, like, having a lot of people can add in a lot more, like, variables. And, uh, you know, like, with the dough, it's, like, I spend a lot of time and, you know, just researching and and trying to make the best product I can. And, like, um, yeah, it's – I think it's, you know – when there's a lot, you know, in past experiences, you know, we have like multiple people where, you know, one guy kind of did the dough, one guy would stretch, one guy would cook, and then things would happen and everyone's kind of like, well, what's going on, you know? And I think what's nice is I see every aspect of what's going on and I control like, you know, everything, you know, from the boxes to, you know, like just everything really. And uh, I think that's a big part of it. And because I feel like things can get lost in, you know, translation and, you know, uh, it's, yeah, I think that's a big part of it is, you know, one vision and, you know, one dream and trying to make it come true. And pretty much like, it's funny, sometimes when I close my eyes, I just see pizza and it's like, you know, it's it's kind of like a movie or like, you know, when a producer wants to create a, you know, a flick and and kind of like express what he's what he's saying. It's kind of like that same idea where it's, you know, I have this image of this pizza I want to create, and I feel like the only way I can do it is if, like, you know, I do it myself, you know. And uh-huh. sometimes it's like that where, like, if you really want something, you got to, you know, get dirty a little bit and day after day just keep chipping away at it, you know. I love what you just said. If I want anyone making my pizza, it's someone that when they close their eyes, they see pizza. Yeah. <laughs> That's the type yeah. of passion I want on my plate. <laughs> but just kind of going a little bit deeper into that, I'm sure that on some level, you know, some days where you're just cranking out pizza and you're in the weeds, like it's kind of frustrating where it's like, man, I wish, you know, I, I had some more hands in this that could help me out yeah, and everything. Yeah. But the fact that you do kind of have control over everything that also allows you to ensure that every pizza that leaves your truck is of the quality that you want right exactly and I I think another thing that you know people 
people don't quite understand like what it takes to, you know, I'm not like Domino's where I get a semi truck that pulls up with, you know, they just had a warehouse, like load them up with dough, like all this stuff. And they just showed up to their doorstep, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that where, uh, you know, it, it makes a huge difference and, um, yeah. So when you say people don't understand, I just, I'm going to just open the floor up to you. Go ahead, pull back the curtain. Like if there's anything that you think people should understand or people deserve to know, like, go ahead, let us know right now. Yeah. And you know, I think pizza can be a touchy subject with some people and I'm not like here to say like, Hey, what I'm doing is the best. Like your guys's pizza is trash. Like it's not at all like that. And, uh, you know, even for people like that are kind of doing stuff similar to me, like all the respects, like if we can all just keep it pushing forward and, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, a good culture to create, you know, and right now what I'm doing is I feel like it's, it's pretty different. And, you know, some people react to it very weirdly. Cause like, um, you know, bread is one of those things, like when you see it in a picture, like you can like see it, but you don't really understand like what it's like to bite into it. And like, I don't, it's, you know, I think a lot of people that just haven't experienced that, like they see it and they're kind of like, whoa, like what, what is that? You know? And it's, it might be like a little shocking at first because it's not like your typical, like it's not the bar style slice. pie yeah. or like, yeah. And you know, I think a lot of people here, they like, kind of like that bar style, thin, like kind of New Haven style pizza. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome, you know, and like, I love La Casa's. I love, you know, eating at, um, uh, Don Carmelo's. That's like one of my favorite spots. And I don't know. It's so like, I guess for, I'm kind of getting off like a subject here. No, you're but, good. Um, you're good. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, my, my pizza, like I always try to tell people it, like, I don't like to say I'm better than anybody, but, like, I'm just doing what I do. And, like, kind of like what I was saying earlier where it's, like, I kind of have a pizza that I'm imagining and I'm trying to just, like, bring that to life. And not necessarily, like, I guess I'm trying to just, like, offer something different, too, you know, to the scene. And I think what's nice is, like, I think this can be a building block for, like, you know, if there's a kid my age that wants to kind of do this thing, it's not, like, so, like, whoa, like, what is this dude doing? It's, like, you know, people will get more of an understanding, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that part of what you mentioned there is the beauty of pizza and that it can be presented in so many different forms. And, you know, some people are going to prefer one style over another, but that doesn't make that style better than the other style. It's just it's personal preference. And just kind of for anyone who – well, first of all, I want to give a, a a plug here. I would suggest anyone follow Moots on Instagram. That's M-O-O-T-Z. Or you can go to MootsPizza.com. Um, if you want to check out the truck, commonly found in either the Benson area or the Exarban Dog Park near the Interrail Food Hall. Those are kind of the places you've been posting up a lot yep, lately. Yep. Um, but I just want to, you know, kind of paint the picture for anyone who hasn't seen, you know, a picture of these pizzas or experienced it themselves. It, it is a very... It's a very bready dough. It's, you know, got a lot of chew. It's got the big air bubbles. It's got kind of the, uh, you know, I, I absolutely love, like, the burnt, like, little pockets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I just want to kind of, one of the things I wanted to do today is kind of give you an opportunity to explain that because I feel like a lot of people, and usually it's people who haven't 
actually eaten it, but they'll see a picture yeah. of Moots's pizza and it burned. And, yeah, and they'll yeah. say, "Oh, that looks burnt. Yeah. I don't want it." Yeah, but they don't un- like they don't understand that that's part of what you know, makes that pizza great. So, yeah. can you kind of explain why that happens and and what flavor Absolutely. that adds? Yeah, and I think it's it's great to talk about because I know like I'll see some comments. It's like burnt. And they'll be like, look at the placement of the pepperoni, how he just stacked, like, five on each other. And it's like, all those, I'm kind of glad to see the comments because it's like, yes, that's that's what I'm shooting for. Like, Yeah, I, that was the, intentional. <laughs> yeah, what you see is, like, that was there for a reason. And, like, you know, with the pepperonis, um, there's a, a spot in New York called Prince Street Pizza that's, like, people, it's huge. And uh, that's what they do. They like they scatter the pepperonis and like you'll get like five stacked on each other. And it's like the top one's super crisp. You get like one in the middle that's kinda cooked like like kinda like a hot dog. It's it sounds kinda weird, but it's like it's just a different texture. Mm-hmm. And I just like the contrast of like and like where else in town can you go and get like that kind of contrast? And like I I feel like there are people out there that understand that. And then there's some people that are just like they want it all browned and they want it all melted and just like flat and just, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's cool to like play with texture, you know, with the cheese, it's like I get a certain cheese and I cut it a certain way because at that temperature it melts and, you know, like typical Neapolitan pizza, uh, they say if there's like brown spotting on the cheese, it's like overcooked. And, um, I do like a little bit of brown spotting, just like a little bit, but not like crazy. And, uh, yeah, I just, it gives it a different texture. Like when cheese is fully melted and, and broke down, it gives a completely different like taste and texture. It, it's crazy. Like I could take my same pizza with the same ingredients and at a different temperature and time, turn it into like, it's weird. Some, I could make a pizza that kind of tastes like La Casa's just based on the flavors and, if you cook it like that, it tastes completely different. So that's why I like cutting the cheese. Like, um, I get the ovia line, fior de latte, mozzarella, and I dice it a certain size. And, you know, it. some people, like, just don't get it, you know, and that's fine. You know, like, they don't have to, you know, buy my – I sell out regardless. So, like, um, but I think it would be nice, you know, for them to try it and, like, see – you know, some of those flavors are a little bit more delicate and, like, um, yeah, I mean, and you can totally see, like, the difference of, like, you know, biting into that, that cheese is a lot different than biting into, like, low-moisture mozzarella that's shredded. And a lot of people don't really see it that way. They just, they like what they like. And, you know, I get, like, my dad's from North Platte, and he likes pizza, Hut, like, thin crispy pizza, and I, I don't knock him for it. Like, go ahead and eat that, like that's what you like, you know, dig it, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, and I will say too, like, I'm not going to say I don't like low moisture mozzarella either. Like there's times and, and places for when that's, you know, acceptable, I guess, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know if that was the right word, but like, no, no, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I guess a- I didn't really touch on the crust at all, but like, as far as Go that, ahead. I heard someone kind of talk about, you know, saying it's burnt and I heard someone compare it to like a marshmallow which i think is very like good comparison because it's like everyone loves burnt burnt marshmallows you know and it's like but when you eat it you're not like overwhelmed like holy cow like that was like burnt no it's like it's kind of just like this nice like little flaky char and then like you get into like a nice marshmallow and the dough is kind of like that where it's like you know some people like are like you know 
looks like he left in there just a t- little bit too long. Like, pizza shouldn't be black. And it's like, those those bubbles, like, you can, like, just flick them off. Like, it's it's a bubble that, you know, is so thin that it, it gassed up and it, you know, it, it's completely full of air. It's not necessarily, like, this, like, burnt edge, like... You know, because I could, I could understand where, like, if you only ate, like, a dense New York slice, you know, you would think, like, the edge is burnt, you know, and you're like, wow, that whole crust could be burnt all the way through. But, like, you take a pair of scissors and snip that crust open, it's it's not going to be burnt on the inside, you know. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to explain, and I feel like sometimes I almost don't even want to take the time to, like, explain it all because it's, I don't know, I've, I'd rather just, like, put it out there, you know, then try to, like, fully explain it. But, you know, I think that's why this is great, too, to, like, you know, because I don't necessarily want to, like, go on Instagram and type a paragraph of, like, hey, this is why I do that. You know, I think it's just, like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't really care as much if you get it or not. You know, I'm going to keep doing it regardless. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, this is a great way, too, to kind of just spill the beans on it all, you know. I I love it, and I think – Everything that you just touched on there is one of the reasons why I love Moot so much and that that there is there's something to be said about having uniformity in pizza. When you order a pizza from a specific place, you know exactly what you're going to get. You can basically you could take a picture of it every time you order from that pizza place and it's going to basically look like the same thing. That's not Moot's. And that's perfectly fine. Like yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that each pizza is unique. I like that each bite is yeah. unique. One bite might have a lot more cheese, or it might have a lot more pepperoni. It might have one of those, you know, charred right. bubbles. The it crust might, just goes crazy yeah, on one side. Or yeah, it might be know, a little like, more airy. I yeah. like that. I like that every bite is kind of a, you know, a different experience. Some people might not like that, and that's, you know, like we talked about, that's perfectly okay. Everyone you know, has their own. I that's part. like one aspect of it that like that keeps me going and keeps me excited because it's like you never know like what's gonna happen like you can like you can do the same exact thing to like everyone and like you can sauce it the same way you can you know top it the same way but when you throw it in the oven at you know 900 degrees it's gonna do it at like what it wants and like when I take pictures of like all the pizzas when they come out you know and at the end of the night like just like through them all and it's yeah, it's like seeing your kids or something, you know, it's like on picture day. And, you know, I always like to say, like, which one of you guys is going to end up on the Instagram, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, I think that's, you know, definitely, like, consistency is definitely key. Like I was saying, like, I cut the cheese a certain way. Like, I, there's certain things that I do that to try to keep it consistent. You know, like, I, you saw, you do everything the same way. And that's another thing that's really hard that, like, if you have a lot of people, it it makes it like it's almost frustrating because it's like so like so I I like what I like you know and that's what I'm trying to do but like if if you got a couple of people on the line you know like for example uh, my brother Kai like we used to make pizzas together and we got really different styles on what we like and but we were like you know putting out a, a similar product and it's it's weird because he likes you know kind of almost like flour and water, kind of like, um, like poly G's, like in New York, like kind of like, just like the more round, like thin and crispier pies. And I like kind of, it's called Canado style. It's kind of like what I'm going for. And, uh, 
and like kind of the thin and crispier style is called Bruto de Carlo. And uh, I probably just butchered the pronunciation on that. I guarantee but, uh, no one listening to this yeah. knows the difference. No one's so going like, to get on you for that. So there's two styles of Neapolitan pizza. I think that's what gets confused, too, is like, you know, the word pizza just gets, like, thrown, thrown around, you know. So but, like, there are two styles of Neapolitan where, like, um, one is, like, awesome. It's not necessarily what I go for, but... Um, pretty much like when they throw them in the oven on the peel, they're like real sloppy and they just slam them in the oven. They cook them. They're cooking them fast. They don't care. They throw them on the plate and they get them out, you know, and it's like sloppy, but it's just like, it's good. And they freaking go like crazy out there. And like, and then you have the Canado style, which some people say is more like, um, uh, what's the word? Like gourmet pizza, which I think. You know, some people, like, hate on it because they're like, you know, let pizza, like, be its thing, you know? Like, don't, don't like, over-church it up, which I, I kind of agree, you know? I feel like there's limitations with, like, what you should, should do, I guess, but at the same time, it's like, don't be afraid to go out there and do whatever you want, you know? Who cares, like, what other people think, like, what you do on your pizza, like, you know... With the whole, like, pineapple thing, I know people get, like, real crazy about that. And it's, like, people ask me, it's, like, dude, I, I don't really care here or there. Like, um, it's all preference thing, and that's what it comes down to. And, um, yeah, just there's so many different styles of pizza. It's, it's crazy, you know. And it comes back to, like, what I was saying. When you have, like, three people on the line and you're all making one pizza, one guy might stretch it differently than how you would, and then – one guy might top it differently, and then, like, the dude that prepped your cheese, well, he dices it way smaller, and then it's, like, it ends up melting, and it's, like, that's why it's, it's really hard to, like, orchestrate a crew like that to, like, to get what you want. And the other thing is, like, if you don't know what you want, like, you may just come out with the product, and you're, like, hey, that's cool. Let's roll with it, you know? It's, like, it's good. And I think that's what happens, like, you know, a lot, but, like, even for me, like, the pizza does keep changing. I will say, like, every day, you know, I put on the lab coat, and I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, yo, let's crack this. Like, um, and, yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy from the time that we started in the garage to where we're at now because it's, like, the pizza has evolved, and it's going to keep evolving. And, honestly, like, I think it's awesome, and, I hope to, like, inspire the next generation to, like, kind of do the same thing where it's, like, I wish someone would, like, come out and be better than me, you know, so I could be, like, dude, dope, like, you know, and we could, like, yeah, link up and, like, just bullshit with pizza, you know? Uh-huh. Well, I love that attitude that you have because Moots is, has been very successful. Like, there are most days... I feel like at least from following you on Instagram, you sell out a majority of the dates. Yeah, yeah. So you're clearly doing something right, and you found a recipe that works. But like you said, you're throwing on that lab coat every day. You're not just sitting back and saying, all right, yeah, I got a good, I got a good pizza. I got a good thing going here. You're trying to make it better. You're trying to improve. And I think that not only improves the product, but it keeps like you fresh yeah, and invigorated it's like it's yeah it's not yeah. every day is the same thing it's every day is trying to make it better and i think yeah. that really speaks through in the product and i think you know for me i was talking about you know variables and for me it's like some people got lucky with a restaurant you know like 
I'm out here like in the truck going into the dead of winter, you know, and it's like people don't realize like my dough is like crazy affected by that kind of stuff. Like I know some people, it's just really overlooked. It's like, you know, they got the dishwasher in the back just balling the dough and he doesn't care. He's just like trying to get it out, get out of work, you know, and it's like stuff like that, man. It's like, it, it really bugs me. It's like, I don't know. For me, it's like I, for me, it's almost like a control thing. Like I have to bowl everyone. Like I have to, I have to do it. Like I don't trust anybody, and it, and that's what it come down to. Like I built a concept where it's pretty much me doing everything, and I just need a guy to to take money and and talk to the people, you know. And uh, yeah, it's you know, and it would be nice to you know have a restaurant just because it's like you know, now it's warming up. So now, like, all the dough is, like, I got to be careful with, like, not overproofing it. And it's, like, a lot of that stuff in these restaurants is it's not even thought about, where it's, like, you know, um, like, the, the, the bulk ferment is just, like, no one even has an idea what's going on. It's just that's how they do it. So you just you add this to the mixer, you turn it on, and then you pull it out, you throw it in here. And then for me, it's, like, holy shit, like, you know, we're crunching on time. I've got to ball that dough soon because it's going to be, like, growing out of the, the container. And it's, like, you know, it's crazy because, like, with my bulk ferment, I like to fold it a couple times throughout the day. So, you know, it's, like, things like that where people, it's, like, they throw it in a trash bag and they let it sit in the walk until the next day. And it's, like, open up the bag. It's, oh, okay, we got this. And it's, like, stuff like that where it's, um, you know, it's, all right, it definitely takes a lot of my time and attention, I'll say. Yeah, I think, you know, when you talk about when you have that control, yeah, it's great that you're the one who's making all the dough, that's portioning it out, that's cutting the cheese, it's putting on the pepperonis, it's doing all that stuff. That also takes a lot of, like, time and commitment from you, too. And, yeah. And, and even, you know, figuring out, I, I think, you know, that point, e- even me, like the point that you just made there about, you know, the changing temperatures, that's something I wouldn't think about yeah. as a customer. And I'm someone who, like, is obsessed with food in that, yeah, if you're out in the food truck, you know, it's when, it's, when it's 10 degrees outside and snowing yeah. versus when it's 60 degrees and, you know, the humidity is, you know, X whatever, like, the dough is going to act yeah. a lot differently. How hard is it it's, to try and get that process You just got to, like... Is that you where you the lab coat be comes like, from? You gotta, yeah, right. You just got to be, like going with the current of the river, you know, and kind of just, like, you, you'll you feel it out. It's weird because, like, when you really start playing with pizza, it's, like, you start to lose the numbers and stuff, and, like, you start to, like, understand it differently. But you and, go by feel? Yeah, kind of. And it, it's hard to explain sometimes. And, like, yeah, it's, you know, just for example, it's, like, for me, you know, with the food truck, it, it's hard because, um, obviously can't be out in crazy conditions with it so it's like like if it's downpouring rain or something you know and uh just stuff like that where it's i'm looking like three days ahead like or even a week ahead daily so you know like people are like when are you posting dates all this it's like you know if you look tomorrow there's a 90 percent chance of rain so it's like i'm not gonna be out tomorrow and it's hard because, like, I know people are like, you know, I just want to set schedule where it's like, you know, they have kids, they have all this. They just want to be like, hey, you know, every Tuesday he's here and I just show up and that's that. But it's like, 
I think it also keeps it exciting where it's like you never know when you, you know where I'm going to be or like when and like I don't know I just think it keeps it fun and I think for people it's hard to understand too like kind of like I was saying earlier where it's like dude I'm not Domino's where I have a warehouse that's crank like a giant you know machine making pizza it's like I'm literally one guy in a van that like I've got an iPad that I can take cards and stuff and it's like here's your pizza like later and I think which is cool that people don't kind of get that it's cool that like it's coming across as like a bigger thing and like maybe a whole team behind it but like when it comes down to it it's like yes yeah, like try to bear with me because it's like yo it's just me up in this van and it's like um but yeah it's cool you know like I sell out and like if you don't understand it I guess you don't get it and like I know, like, a lot of people, I've had, like, some older folks come up to the van, and they're like, well, what's Instagram and stuff? And it's like, well, we do have a website. It, it's mootsomaha.com. And, uh, but just stuff like that. And I think it's cool because I've actually heard, like, a couple people creating Instagram accounts just to follow me. Oh, really? And they, yeah, I'll look at the account. It's like they're following three people or something. And, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of like the, the new way. And I think it, I think it's exciting too. You know, we will switch out the specials and you can wake up in the morning and scroll through your feed and it's like, Oh, he's going to be an exorbitant today. And it, I just think it keeps it exciting. And you know, it's like with the specials, it's like, it's here. It might not be back, like come and get it. And I think people like love that, like demand of like, Hey, we better like go get this before he sells out. And it's nice. Cause I've created like, you know, like, this system, I guess, where people are starting to get it and they're figuring it out. And uh, it's nice because, like, the smart people, they show up, like, before 5 and they're ready and I get them out quick. And some people, like, they all show up kind of, like, during the rush. And there are, like, 30-minute waits sometimes. And it's like, dude, hey, bear with me. Like, I just sold out all my pizzas in 30 minutes and I'm trying to give everybody pizza right now. So it's definitely crazy, but... You know, I love the pressure of, like, you know, everyone's staring at you in the truck making pizza, and it's like, dude, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, yeah, there is some uncertainty to, you know, with the changing weather conditions and everything, but I think you do a really good job on both the website and on Instagram of usually at the start of the week saying, hey, here's where I'm planning on being, you know, obviously weather permitting, but if people ever are like, hey, I, I want to get moots sometime this week, they can usually go on either your Instagram or on the website and be like, okay, he's going to be here on Tuesday. He's going to be here on yep. Wednesday. So there is a pretty good schedule. Obviously, it changes sometimes. Yeah. And some things are adjustable. But if you are a planner, you can still get your moots. Right. Uh, so I think clearly anyone who's listened to the first 25 minutes of this conversation can tell you are extremely passionate about pizza. You are extremely passionate about cooking. I kind of want to look at the background of that. Now, obviously, yeah. you come from a very kitchen-oriented family. Your brothers are in the restaurant industry. Your parents are very involved as well. But what specifically got you interested in cooking? Yeah, it's honestly, it's funny. It was a uh, triple D, diners, drive-ins, and dive Really? It sounds crazy, yeah. No, but, I'm, uh, I'm a lot the same way. Yeah, and I know, like, Kane, he was a big fan of, like, Rachel Ray and stuff. But, like, honestly, it was that, like... um just watching him, like, he'd go to all these restaurants, and he'd roll in, and it's, like, looks like everyone's just having a hell of a time, and it's, like, I don't know, I just, and they're all, like, these divey spots, they're all, like, approachable and, like, very comfortable to, like, 
going to and like just comforting I guess and uh that's what like really sparked like the pizza and like I remember one day I was like when I was really young I ate like a bunch of pizza all in one day I was like man I could eat pizza every day and I was like shit maybe I should just like open a pizza spot one day and then I like I know, like, when they ask you in school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd always be like, I want to be a rock star, and then, like, but maybe, you know, pizza restaurant or something. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just kind of came back and bit me because, like, I ended up actually working in a pizza spot. And, uh, yeah, from there, it's like I just fell down a rabbit hole. It's just crazy. Now, I coming into this, I asked you to give me a quick rundown of the different places that you worked at as you came up in the industry. Yeah. and. I'll just run through them real quick here. Spencer's for Steaks and Chops, Via Farina, Dante, uh, Farina 4, Mercury, which is a bar. And then you were getting started at WD Cravings uh, right before COVID kind of came down. So obviously, you know, you run down that list and you see a couple pizza places, but there's also a steakhouse. There's also a bakery. There's also a bar. What do you think those variety of experiences did for you and, and taught you as you still had your dream of having this pizza place to yourself but you know these these were different experiences that weren't directly related to that definitely I think you know I'm glad I started at Spencer's because it's like Glenn has got that like that culture and system down where like I Glenn yeah I can't speak highly enough of him like he'll set you up if you're if you're like a young dude like really trying to scrap in the kitchen he'll he'll see it and he'll put you in the role and uh, it's great. Like, I used to do room service at Spencer's. and uh, Which is connected to a hotel. Right, yeah, so right. For people yeah, yeah. who don't know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, my brothers were both cooking, and I was like, man, I kind of want to get in the kitchen. I remember, like, my GM was real against it because I was really good at doing the room service. And I was like, dude, I'm just, like, sick of doing this. And uh, I got back there, and I was like, dude, this is, like, I love it. And I was just doing salad, and I think, like, you know, pizza's, like, almost essentially, a, like, a salad station with an oven. So, it's, like, yeah, you know, it's, like, I I think that really built, like, just a nice system. And, like, like I said, they got a, a nice culture. That, like, it was almost hard to step away from Spencer's because it's, like, it's so, like, it's comfortable there. It's, a, like, everyone's super cool. Like, you roll up, you get family meal. Like, yeah, everyone's, like, to this day, I don't go in there enough, but... Like, Spencer's is awesome. And then, uh, yeah, like, Pier, uh, when I was there, Piero uh, was starting up via Farina. And he, you know, now so I was down in the in the kitchens doing salads and stuff. So he came down and was like, and with Piero, you know, we're, like, buddies. Like, like he used to sleep on the couch and, like, uh, for people I don't know. But, and because. This is Piero Katrina, who yeah, now yeah. owns WD Yeah, yes. and so, like, um like, me and my brothers were all, like, real good buddies with them. So it was, like, he would, you know, stop down and, and see us at uh, Spencer's, you know. Like, he, I'd be in the – if you walk on, uh, was it, like, 10th Street there, you can, like, see in the into Spencer's windows, like, where they're making salads, and you can come by and knock on the window and stuff. And so, like, uh, yeah, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for Piero, I don't even know if I'd be doing pizza. Like, he, he definitely uh, – Turned on a switch, I guess. What did he do that, well, that really so, ignited that? It, I mean, it's great. Like, yeah, he definitely opened my eyes some things. It's he he would show me like, um, like we'd go to the store and we'd go buy all the ingredients. And then, 
uh, we had someone that had a wood oven in their backyard, and we'd go over there, and we'd cook pizzas. And I remember my first time cooking the pizza in the backyard with Piero, and it's like, we got some tunes going, we're drinking some beers and stuff. And, uh, yeah, back then it was different, too. Like, I don't think about the pizza like I did back then, how I do now. And it's like, uh, just kind of dipping my toes in the water. Like I said, going down the rabbit hole, like, it's insane. And, uh, yeah, and... But, yeah, anyways, I'm getting off, you know, story here. But, it's all good. Uh, yeah, P.O. came by and recruited me. And, um, yeah, it was we were all kind of learning pizza, you know. And, like, no one really knew exactly what we wanted. But uh, Vio was, like, a new space. And it was a super cool spot. And, uh, yeah, we were all in it to, like, be the best, you know. And, like, yeah, P.O., you know, definitely showed me the roots and, you know, we were all young, you know, we were super young, and that was, like, my first time, like, cooking, you know, because I came from a salad station, and, uh, you know, it's like, now you're going to be working in the oven, and it's like, hell yeah, that's what, and, you know, like, Piero was never scared to, like, you know, it's funny, because I know Kane was telling a story where uh, Piero let Kane, like, on the line, he's like, you know, go ahead. You know, the same thing where it's like, yo, you want to run the oven? Here's here's the peel. Throw a pizza in there, you, you the, know? Gives you the keys. Yeah, and it's like, it, in a way, it just takes all that pressure off. Like, I just kind of hate it when someone's breathing down your neck and they're just like, they think they just know everything, you know? It, it, just, it was a fun environment to, like, learn and, uh, yeah, just, like, make pizza, you know? And, uh, yeah, from there, it's, you know, I think it's great to to step away and like and learn a lot more because it's you know it's it's good to get out and and get you know different perspectives and uh you know I went to Dante and you know the pizza is a lot different you know and Mm -hmm. I I had a thing for for wood fire pizza and Dante was like the only other place in town and uh they yeah, it's definitely like a way different um style and uh and a different approach and it was it was eye opening too. It was like wow, like this is what they do. Like I was over here doing this and like in a way it was like, holy shit, I was working way harder than I needed to in some ways, you know, and like uh and like I was saying earlier with like the factors and everything of like wow, like, you know, so it's that's why I was saying it's great to have all these different spots because, like, a cook like me who's trying to figure out what I'm trying to do, you can, like, go around and, like, and see what people are doing and, like, you know, and I think as, like, an owner of either of all these restaurants, like, that's what you would, and like I was kind of saying earlier, like, you'd want to produce people like this where it's, like, they're going to come up and be better than you essentially, but, like, not in a bad way. It's, like, you know, he has to offer what he has to offer. I got what I got to offer. But it's like I feel like the momentum's still going in a direction, you know. And uh, I think it's yeah, it's awesome. I went so I went to Dante and really wanted to do pizza, but um, they ended up throwing me on saute, which was cool. It's you know the menu changes daily and it kept it exciting, and I definitely learned a lot. And uh, and you know they kind of just have like one guy over there, Hame, who's a he's a beast. He makes pizza and. So I never really got to touch pizza, and that always kind of, like, bugged me. You know, I wanted to just be on the, the pizza side, and they, like, they just opened a new spot, uh, the Forno, 
and I wanted to go throw pizzas down there, and but they kept me on saute because I was good at it. So, and uh, but yeah, it was an awesome experience. And from there, I went to uh, I wanted to learn more about like bread essentially and baking, and uh, so I went over to Freedom Four with Ellie, and uh, it was great. And but I mean, what happened essentially again? It was like I got thrown on like a saute station, kind of where I was cooking eggs, and and uh, you know I wasn't really involved as much with the bread but you know it's Ellie was super cool like she'd always um let me like you know play around I remember we made pizzas one day and she she had those like super badass deck ovens and uh they got like the steam injectors in them and stuff and like that's the thing like one day I think it would be cool to have like a slice shop like I trust me I can do slice pizza too and and then my style and uh, you know, I love it all, you know, like all the shapes, all the sizes and, uh, but yeah, those, those deck ovens are sick. And, you know, so like, I know some people are like, you know, wood fire oven only, you know, and I used to be the same way where it's like, I don't, it's, it's crazy. Like what these Gosney ovens have done to the industry. Cause it's like, before it happened, like, I would just be on eBay all the time to see if I could get, like, a wood oven, and it's ridiculous. Like, you're going to end up spending at least 50 grand, like, on an oven, like, at least. And that's going to be, like, some, you know, like I said, on eBay, someone's got one that's just, yeah, and it's, from there, it's like you need something to, you know, a trailer to pull it, and then where are you going to park it, you know? And then it's like, well, you got that figured out. How are you, how are you going to actually operate this thing, you know? And uh, that's that's what's, you know, kind of crazy with the truck is I just, like, kind of consolidated all these things into a, a transit van, you know? And it's it wouldn't be possible without the rock boxes. And, uh, and I, I honestly have, like, respect, like, new respects for, like, every oven. Like, I used to be, like, you know, if it's not wood fire oven, it's trash. And then, but like I was just saying, like Ellie's got those dope like deck ovens with the steam injectors, and it's like stuff like that where it's like, man, I've got just a, a certain like love for like certain like different ovens and stuff. And one thing that I think is cool is like, you know, I had a wood fire background with these big ovens and stuff, and like Dante, they've got, you know, it's crazy going from Via to there because it's like Via's got a smaller Mugini and then you go to Dante and they got like the big boy Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah. And it's like, you feel the heat on your arms a little different. Like it's big. And you know, how many is a beast for that? He he pumps it out, you know? And, uh, yeah, just, it's crazy going from that to like, now you're giving in these rock boxes. It's a whole, like, forget everything that you just learned. It's going to be a different, like you got to master something else now. And it's, I think that's, a lot of, like, the wood fire guys, I think, should, like, kind of just take note of, like, this is a different, like, method. Expand and, their thinking. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. Like, I'll see on Instagram, and there's some of the wood fire guys. They got one at their house, you know, and they just want to make some pizza at home. And, you know, I think it, it's great. And i about getting another one, honestly. Nice. But, yeah. So... I'm going to kind of speed forward a little bit in, yeah, yeah. in your career progression. We we went, we took a deeper dive into the, like the real origin story of Moots in the first podcast episode, which I would encourage people to go back and listen to. But basically at the start of the pandemic, you know, you 
um, you were going to start working at WD Cravings and Mm -hmm. then, you know, the pandemic kind of like closed everything down and all of a sudden, you know, you were just kind of at home and, you know, you've talked about how you wanted to try and make pizza. So you started experimenting, making pizzas, trying to make your own. And, and it, you started giving them to neighbor, you started giving to friends, all of a sudden it started blowing up on Instagram. And then you were taking delivery orders online, delivering them out. It was very successful. I got several of those deliveries. My wife and I looked forward to it every week. We were going to get one. It was awesome. And then at one point it just, it, it shut down. And that was at the point where I think you were starting to rethink what this looks like and think, okay, you know, is this a food truck? Is this a restaurant? What is, what right. is this concept? Where are we going? Yeah. How, how did you come to decide that the food truck was the avenue you wanted to take? So it's crazy because, like, I was doing it out of Kane's house. And because my house didn't have a garage, I didn't really have room, like, to do any of this. And so, um, I was, like, kind of doing it out of Kane's house, and, you know, I think Kane kind of wanted his house back, and, you know, <laughs> I, I, like, Borland turned it into a pizza restaurant, and uh, it, and I think, of like, a lot of people are like, hey, I just want to, like, pull up and get a pizza. Like, I don't want to do these time slots and, like, all this, and it's even kind of confusing now because people are like, wait, you deliver? And I'm like, no, that was, like, <laughs> back when we started. So it is kind of confusing. Like, we don't deliver anymore. We are a food truck now. Um but, yeah, I think it – honestly, I didn't expect, like, any of this to start. Like, you know, if COVID is just a weird thing. Like, who knows? I might be at WD Craving still working if it didn't happen. Crazy to think, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I don't – it's just – it's really weird because I even told my dad, like, we were talking about the concept. Like, you know, like, what can we do? Kind of like you are saying, how do you pivot? And I was like, man – it's kind of like I was saying earlier with, like, getting a mobile oven, how expensive it is. Um, even with, like, a restaurant, like, we were super close to getting a restaurant. Like, we had the pictures of, like, the build-out. Like, this is what Moots is going to look like. It's going to be your one oven there. It's going to have these tables, and it's going to be right in Exarvin. And uh, it just, yeah, COVID hit, and it's like, man, do we really want to do this? And it's like, so, yeah, that was kind of the pivot, and, what sucked for me is like, man, I've already worked, like worked at all the pizza spots here in town that I want to. It's like, do I, but I also feel like I'm at the point where it's like, I know what I want to do. And it's like, do I go work for some other guy where it's like, I know inside like what I want. And it just sucks. I can't, I can't do that. Cause it's just going to eat at me on the line. Like, it's just gonna, it's gonna bug the hell out of me. I'm not gonna like what I'm doing. And so it's like, all right, I, I straight up had to like do this. And, uh, you know, when, when you're getting a food truck, it you're starting at like $100,000, and it's going to be like this old UPS truck with a shitload of miles, and, you know, you got to, like, pull this thing to get it started right, and then it's, like, all rickety-rackety. And, uh, Not a Corvette coming off the lot. No, and it's like, man, do I really want to invest in that? And uh, my dad was like, you know, like, what if we just got, like, a transit van? And I was like, what the hell? Like, what? And I was, you know, I was thinking, I was like, man, it's an odd idea. Like, who's going to want to get pizza out of a a Ford van? Like, there's nothing really cool about that. And he was like, well, they will if the pizza's good. And it kind of just clicked. I was like, damn, you're totally right. Like, I'm thinking about the wrong stuff. Like, it's not about your tools. It's not about, like, 
COVID's coming at you. It's not about like how hard the world, like the world is pushing back. Like it's all about like how you're willing to get back up, how you're going to like, yeah, it's how do you respond? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, all right, well shit, let's go check out vans. And, uh, yeah, it's, we ended up like saving a shitload of money doing it that way. And, uh, luckily I know a guy that's like a mechanic and he's got a shop and just so happens his brother's an electrician. So it's like, um, a lot of people don't know this, but like we built that truck, like, and I was there like every day, like we were cutting stainless steel sheets of metal and like, uh, we put that hood vent in that van. Like that was probably one of the, like outside of pizza, like it's so weird because like you're focused on pizza, but it's like, all right, today we're playing electrician and, you know, we're going to be, you know, talking about Romex connectors. Like, what is that? As it's, a business owner, you have to be very well-rounded. Yeah. It's not just about the food anymore. Exactly. And, you know, I think it was eye-opening too to just see like, this is how the world works. Like, essentially it's almost the same to, as building a house or a building or anything. It's like some people think that like the food trucks like powered, powered by the battery in the car. And it's like, no, there's like a generator. Like I said, I had an electrician come in and we had to like route all these outlets and like there's an AC unit in there. Um, we have a fridge and we have a sink like, and it's crazy. Cause I would just sit on like, uh, like Microsoft Paint essentially, and I'd pay, play Tetris with this Ford Transit and see how can I fit two pizza ovens and like a hood system, you know, to ventilate so I can breathe in there. And like, it's great. And yeah, it's seriously crazy how it comes together. I, and I was telling people it took like eight brains to, to make that. Like I had, like I was there every day, like, like watching everybody, you know, work and like making sure everything's coming together. I, kind of envisioned it and it's yeah it's super weird and it's definitely a different realm you know I'm in the kitchen you know I'm not like a mechanic at all and uh yeah it's just a different it's super weird to step in that scene for a bit and kind of see what those guys do and I was like well I'm glad I just make pizza like there are (laughs) definitely like worse jobs out here yeah and uh yeah it's yeah definitely eye-opening to see how the world I think like just seeing how that all came together and then even getting like approved and uh, getting permits and everything. It just really shows like just how everything works like business wise too. And just how like, this is how you like power a house and you know, this is how you do stuff essentially. So you got to see all this come together. You know, this, you turn this old Ford van into this, you know, badass pizza making machine. I want you to take me back to, the first day that the truck was in operation and selling, like, where were you? Where were your emotions at? Like, what was the turnout like? Just anything you remember about that first day, hit me with it. Yes, yeah, so it was funny. Like, the permits that I have, like, allow I can park in any city street as long as I'm 50 feet from a restaurant or they're cool with it. And uh, so I was like, man, I could go anywhere in the city. I had all these spots marked up, like, man, I'll go here, man, I'll go here. And, uh, it's funny because I actually just took it right down the street to Exarvent. And I was, uh-huh. You know, it's like where I grew up. And I was like, man, this just feels right. Like, and uh, so, yeah, I pulled up in Exarvent. And, like, yeah, it's definitely a weird feeling. It's like, all right, let's do this. We're, like, we're open up now. And, uh, yeah, we actually, like, did really good that first day, too. Like, we sold out. And 
It's like a lot of friends and family and stuff and like old Instagram followers. Like you said, like we stopped for a while. So a lot of people were like back and uh, yeah, it was definitely like really weird. It's like, man, we're cooking in a van right now. But yeah, first day was just, honestly, it's crazy, man. Cause it's like first days, like at Via, for example, like first day of opening a new restaurant, like, dude, I had the nerves and like none of us really, like I said, when I close my eyes, I see the pizza. It's like, I know exactly what I want now. So that first day, it was like, wasn't that cr- like crazy for me? Because it's like, if you got the experience going into service, it's like you lose those nerves and and the chills and stuff, and it just becomes like fun, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, um, but I don't know. Just some some of those older times, it's like you don't really know what to expect, you know. You just kind of have to go with it all, you know. What has it been like for you moving from an employee? to a business owner in terms of like, you know, you've always worked for someone else. Now everything's on you. Like you have to train team members. You have to like every process about the truck, about how food is created, about how the line works, about, you know, who's doing what responsibility. That's all on you. You're creating all that. What was that ramp up process for you like? Honestly, it was super easy because like, uh, like my brother and my my buddy have been helping me out do it, and they know, you know, I talk their ear off about it, so they know they kind of get it, which is nice. And like, honestly, it'd be hard to imagine doing it with someone that I don't know because I'd be, I'd be like, here, just go listen to this Dan Hoffman podcast real quick, fill you in real quick. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot to explain, you know. And it's like I almost rather just put out the product and be like, here, do you kind of get it now? And then. But, yeah, I, I feel like as far as, like, building the team, it's I, – I think the hardest part was building a team of, like, creating it. And, that you know, that's the hardest – I get a lot of questions, too, of, like, how do you do it? And, honestly, like, it would be hard to imagine doing it if I was anyone else because <laughs> it's funny. We actually got, like, a lot of the stuff off Amazon, and we had it all in the back of the truck. And uh, we pulled up to this spot on Leavenworth – uh, it's like a mechanic shop and we're like, Hey, we got all this shit in the back of the truck. If you want to like help us build a food truck. And they're like, we won't even touch it. And then like, we went to this place where they build RVs and they put AC units and all that. And we're like, well, maybe they'll just put in the AC unit for us. And they're like, we're not going to touch it. Like no one even wanted anything to do with it. Really? Nobody, oh. nobody was like willing to help. And even like the family friend mechanic that I had, he was like, he's like, this is going to be a lot. Like, he, he's like, this was a lot of sleepless nights. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like, trust me. I mean, it it was def- definitely no easy gig. So, like, when I get questions of, like, hey, how'd you do it? Like, you know, it looks easy. You know, it's like, hey, you're just in this, like, van cooking and stuff. It's like, it's like, dude, no, it was, it was hard. Like, it, I, yeah, it was hard for sure. Yeah, because people don't, they don't see all the stuff that you just talked about, about, like, you know, they go on Instagram and they see the pictures of the beautiful pizza. They see the the truck, which now looks fantastic with great branding and everything. It's parked up on the side of the road and it all looks great. But like, even just, you know, when you mentioned earlier, for some reason it's, it stood out to me, just the process of putting a sink in a truck and having running water, just that one thing right yeah. there is like a huge logistical concern. When I found that sink, it was like, dude, I had, it was weird. Cause like I was looking, I was like, 
I need a sink. And obviously I'm in a, a very tight space. And so I was looking at like, I just started like, you know, where you gut fish and they have like the, you plug in your hose and you, I was like, maybe I can just get something like that in there. And then it like led down to this hole where it's like, you have to know what words to type in on Google or like where you have to know exactly. And it's called a portable sink, something that I didn't know existed. And it comes with like the water heater in there. It comes with uh, a three sink and a hand sink in it. And then you got your waste and your clean water. And uh, it's crazy. And like, if I wanted, I could take it apart and just use like this, the guts of it essentially. And uh, yeah, just stuff like that where it's like, as a pizza guy, you're not looking at portable sinks, you know? It, like, it's the weirdest thing that, you know, I found. And when I found it, I was like, no way that there's something like this, you know? And it that's what's cool about the van, too. It's like, you got these ovens. It's like, what are these? And then it's like, all right, it's a lot of stuff out there. It's just, it's weird that, you know, what you can do with it, you know? What's the most important thing you feel like you've learned about operating a food truck? Most important is really fun, <laughs> I guess. Um, and that, uh, I guess I kind of touched on it with, like, the weather and stuff. You know, you got to be, like, three days ahead at least. You know, you got to be on the radar, what's going on, which I think is cool because, like, a lot of restaurants, they don't they don't look at the day. Uh, you know, you roll up, you're like, what day is it, you know? Is it going to rain tomorrow? You don't know. It's like, so I, I'm always – like a week ahead, if, you know, if that, and even with like some of the posts, it's like, they're ready to go upload, like I'm just saving them and I hit click, you know, it's like, you got to be 10 steps ahead, you know, and I think that's just a big part of it, and yeah, I think, I think it seems easy, like just looking at it, but I think it definitely helps like go get some experience in the kitchen, like, I've had a lot of people, like, ask me, like, they're, they want to do the same thing. And I'm always kind of like, why? You know, like, uh, like, you have, like, no experience. Like, you've never even stepped foot in the kitchen. Like, why do you want to do this? Like, and, uh, and then they get into it, like, man, this is hell. Like, and part of that is just, like, growing pains, you know. And I'm just glad to be, like, where I was at at that time because it was like I've I felt ready for it you know I had the experience like I said when you go into service and you have the experience you feel like right it's kind of like the UFC fighters you know they all get ready they work out they're like ready to fight you know and when they go into the ring they're not like I don't know like self-conscious I guess like dude I might lose this fight you know like they're ready and I think that's you know part of it too so I, I want to take this moment right here to just kind of like let you talk to everyone out there who's like your friends who are just like, hey, I should do this. And I think we've touched on a little bit of why starting a food truck is very difficult. But I, I think so far we've talked a lot about like the really good things and why you love working in a food truck. But it's really hard too. like, yes, food trucks are great because A, they're mobile. They have very low overhead compared to restaurants. Like these are great things. They're also very small workspaces. It gets hot in there. Food trucks break down all the time. I want to give this opportunity to you to kind of like show that other side too. And not in a negative way, but to like to yeah. let people know how hard it is into. and how hard yeah, you yeah. work. Yeah. So like with the, with the truck, there's actually not many issues. Like it's a brand new truck. We, uh, there was like no miles 
on it when I got it. So, oh, really? Yeah, so as far as, like, that, um, no issues. It start like, it's straight up a brand-new truck. Everything's brand-new. So as far as that, like, I have no issues. Um, it is a tight space, but like I said, you know, experience helps. Like, you know, the flow of things and how, like, keeping a tight station is key, too. Of, like, you can't just spread out and, like, you know. And uh, I, I think, like, you know, it's definitely nice, too. Like, like you're saying, it's it's not expensive to operate. Like, it cost me two bucks to fill my generator, and then it's, like, 20 bucks for gas. And, like... That is definitely a lot different than utilities, a whole staff, like, uh, yeah. All and, the plumbing that comes with the restaurant. Right. Yeah, there's so much that comes with the it's restaurant. It's a big operation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy because it, it really, you have to know what you're doing because, like, it all gets consolidated to, like, what's important. And I really like it because it's, like, pretty much just deleted front of the house. Like, deleted, like, giving people like, the freedom to kind of, like, walk over you, I guess, in a certain way. It's weird, too, because, like, I I tried to explain it, too. Like, it's weird with the food truck because, um, like, in a restaurant, you show up, you get a salad, you get a, a soda or whatever, and then your pizza is cooking, you know, and you're sitting there kind of just, like, chilling, enjoying yourself. And, uh, and then you get your pizza, and you're like, damn, all right, nice. And... You know, with the food truck, we don't do pre-orders because it's, like, we have this, like, in-person demand where it's, like, I have people ready before 5 o'clock waiting, but if I just sold, like, pre-orders, I feel like I'd be doing the people that are there in person wrong, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, these guys are here. Like, they showed up, like, and uh, that's kind of why we don't do pre-orders because there have been times where, like, we sell out in 30 minutes. And it's because, like, we have a line, and they straight up go through. They buy all the pizzas, and it's, like, that's that. And, you know, it would be different if, like, it was a restaurant because, like, they could all go sit down. They'd all be, like, chilling. A lot of them are, like, kind of standing there on their phone, like, waiting by the dog park, which I do, like, suggest, like, go walk around Exarbon. You know, there's a dog park. There's, like, all these stores it's and stuff. It's a great stuff. area to explore. Yeah. And, you know, go check out the inner rail. Go try some of that Indian food or some or, like, yeah, you know. I I really like that area because it's, like I, like, I grew up in that area. Like, when the horse track was down there, I don't know if you know about the horse track, but, mm-hmm. like, we used to go down there and, like, hit golf balls with baseballs into the, up into the windows and stuff, and, like, we'd go see Lancer games there. And, like, it's just crazy because it's, it's, like, it, it really feels like at home. And it's, like, I – I don't want to go out west, and, like, I don't I don't want to go downtown. Like, I, it, I don't know. I just really like the area. You know, you don't have, like, homeless people walking around. Like, it, I, it's just a very, like, nice area. And, like, you know, the bike trail is right there. You got, like, you know, the do- I love watching the dogs play. It's awesome. But, and yeah, I, it's I think that's, that's something that's important to success is feeling comfortable where you are and, yeah. and really liking your surroundings. Uh, last question I got for you before I, I let you get out of here. And I think, you know, this is an important one for you is that pretty much your whole career has been working for other people or been working alongside your brothers. Obviously the Atkinson family name is something that is very well known in Omaha between, between Kane and Kano, between Kai and what he's got going on with the barbecue and everything. Like it's very easy for 
you know, for you to get lumped in with them or to get lumped in with the restaurants that you work at, how just exhilarating is it and how proud are you that you've able to, like, obviously, you know, you love all that, but you've been able to branch off and do your own thing and, like, establish this is, you know, Moots is Collins' thing. Like, how rewarding is that when you look back on that, especially considering all the hard work that you've talked about? It's super rewarding. Um, I mean, especially to see Moots. Like, it's so weird, like, even hearing people call me Moots because it's, like, like, really only my close family used to call me that. Like, it wasn't, like, and now it's really weird when people call me Moots. It feels like like my grandma or, like, someone else, you know. It's it's super weird. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I really loved, like, helping Kane with the Kano dinners. And, and I love having Kai come on, like, the, the van and bring his ribs and that kind of stuff. And. Um, it's really weird because we definitely have our own styles, you know, and we're all very different. And, uh, yeah, we're all it, – and it's it's crazy. Like, at one point, we were all together in the same kitchen, and uh, it was awesome. And But, yeah, we like I was kind of saying earlier, when you're on the line, you got three different guys. They're all thinking, like, differently. They all have their experiences. And I try to say this, too, like, with pizza, it's like art, like uh, – Someone may spend $1,000 on, like, a scribble, right? And someone would be like, that's a nice-looking piece of art. And then someone would be like, well, that's just a scribble. Like, I wouldn't pay 5 bucks for that. You know, and I, I kind of see it like that because, like, especially with just the images because people see it and everyone, like, sees it differently. And, you know, I, I like that. because It is – it's just art, you know, and – um kind of like in high school too, like I took, like my senior year, I had uh, two cooking classes and an advanced pottery class. And then I had like lunch and left. And like, it's, it's crazy. Cause I feel like I kind of had like it figured out like what I wanted to do. And cause I, I really like crafting like with my hands and you know, that's one thing with like the pizza, you're crafting something start to finish right there. And you know, it's not like these other places where they just pre-make a bunch of pizzas. They got them all on a, a sheet, and then they just, like, line them up and throw them in. It's, like, no, like it's funny because I'll tell people, like, yeah, I just put your pizza in. And they're, like, you just put it in? And it's, like, well, it takes, like, a minute to cook. So just bear with Relax, me. Relax, yeah. Some people think, like, when I tell them it'll be 30 minutes, they think it's, like, cook time. And it's, like, no, you straight up have, like, 10 people in front of you that have multiple pizzas. So um, that's – yeah, a lot of people just don't get like kind of how it how it works and wow, you can cook pizza that fast and it's like yeah, it's it's cool. Well, Colin, thank you so much for coming on and and talking about the evolution of moods, kind of getting a little bit more into your story. I think people now that that's something I've learned from this podcast is people love learning about the person behind the concept or behind the dish. And I think that that helps us understand our food a lot more. And I think that you've done that today. Again, if you want to check out Moots, um, get on Instagram, follow Moots, M-O-O-T-Z, or you can go to MootsOmaha.com. Those are the places to check it out. Highly encourage you to do so. And, yeah, try and get there early because Omaha's catching on to this thing, and they will sell out. So um, I, I would highly recommend getting in on the craze as, as soon as you can. So, Colin, thank you again for joining us this morning. Thank I really you, appreciate Dan. it. Yep, yep, appreciate it as well. And uh, make sure to follow Dan and all his uh, 
stuff going on the internet as well. Oh, thank you, Colin. <laughs> always appreciate the plug. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, Omaha. As always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.